there's a lot of demand and requests for how much can we do? How much can we handle? What all can you pile on your plate? And we're very good at saying no, because Helen is more important. Mm -hmm. And it makes it very easy to, yeah, like if we say yes to this, we're saying no to time with Mm -hmm. her. She's only going to be little for a little a little while. Hey, howdy do everybody. Hi, everyone. We're Linda and Drew Scott, and this is At Home, a show where we chat with artists, experts, leaders, dreamers, and doers on the impact that they're creating in the world. Through these conversations, we get to dive deeper into our relationships with ourselves, our communities, and our planet. In a sense, we're still designing a home. From the inside out. All right, here's a question for you. Hmm. Lindy Poop. Yes. Growing up Drooby in plop. Growing up in the suburbs of Toronto in Mississauga, the soggy. Does that feel like a small town to you? Does it feel like like no. you're a small town girl? Small town girl. No, it never uh, I don't think that's a small town. I think where you grew up was a small town, right? Like more more small town feel. Maybe Maple Ridge was upwards of 80,000 people, but Mine it, was like a gazillion. We had uh, we were backed onto the forestry though, so we felt very remote. We were on a private access street with a horse trail, so that made me feel small town. I, I was a small town girl. You're still a small town girl. <laughs> My small town girl. Did you ever want to move out of uh, where you, of the town where you lived? Well, from Maple Ridge, yeah, I wanted to move into the big city. I wanted to experience the excitement of the city. That was always a dream. But I remember when yeah. I was young. When I finally got my license at 16, that was the first time I drove to the next slightly bigger town, Coquitlam, and I went to their big mall. That was where the mall was to hang out. But before that, you drove horses. Yes. Right? I drove horses. (laughs) That sounds very small town. I always wanted to move to New York City. I never wanted to live in the suburbs. And now I want to move away from the city. To yeah. a land far, far away. You want to be in a cabin in the woods Yes, in Italy. I do. Yes. Wait, cabin in the woods in Italy. I don't know. I was Does just, that exist? I was putting all the things together that I know you like. <laughs> yes. There is something about small towns now that I love. Um, and it's funny, the, the things that you try to get away from as, you know, as our younger selves, you want to go back to. Yeah. Well, what I, is it about that? I don't know. I think it's it's a homey feel. And that's why I think everyone loves our guests this week, Aaron and Ben Napier, because they're from hometown on HGTV, as you guys all know, but they are the essence of that small hometown feel. Oh, I love them. Together, they restore homes in their hometown of Laurel, Mississippi. P.S. Did you know that Lance Bass is from the same hometown as Ben and Aaron? Pretty awesome. Three of my favorite peeps. Are you asking me? I didn't know that. I just thought I'd say that. (laughs) Congrats to the parents of two now. They're so adorable, all of them. I just want to cuddle all four of them. (laughs) (laughs) Erin is an artist, author, designer, and entrepreneur with a fine arts degree who started her career in corporate graphic design before founding her own international stationery company, Lucky Lux. She's just like my dream girl. Yeah, she's a creative mind like you. She's started her own businesses and she's into stationaries. What else could you ask for? Uh, Ben is a woodworker, author, entrepreneur. He has a degree in history and he's the founder of Scotsman Co. I I feel like I need a company named Scotsman Co. Since my last name is Just join forces with him. We will. Also, Ben was the previous president of Laurel's Main Street America chapter, 
dedicated to promoting the rebirth of their historic downtown district. So basically, Ben and Aaron, they love helping their neighbors. They love supporting community. They love revitalizing towns. And they have an adorable love story. That's very true as well. There's so much we want to dig into, and we're going to talk about it less and let them just tell their story. This is Ben and Aaron. Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're, they're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices, like my lights, my locks. <laughs> my security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not mine. <laughs> Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. When you first got approached, what was that process like for you about doing a TV show? How did that go? And then when you first were up on air, what was that like? All an accident. None of this was supposed to happen. Um, I owned a very fancy letterpress stationery company. And because of that we were interviewed by a magazine called Southern Weddings. And it was about us being newlyweds. And it was an interview because I'm a wedding professional and we had just renovated a house together. Yeah. And they were just asking questions about like, how do you merge your styles as a new married couple? And it was a really, you know... Generic. A kind of generic article that I, I never thought this would come from. But um, we talked a lot about how we renovated our own house. Actually, uh, when Lindsay first reached out, we we mentioned... It's because of you. you okay, guys. you're a part of this. Listen, yeah. you're a part of this story. Yes. Somebody messaged me and said, hey, Lindsay Wadhorn just followed you. And I said, okay. Who is that? <laughs> and she's um, a, a producer of original programming at HGTV. You should definitely reach out to her. And I was thinking like, well, that's interesting. Maybe she wants to buy a stationery. What if she buys stationery and sends it to the Property Brothers? Yes. And then they buy stationery. So I just followed her back, (laughs) not really knowing her at all or why she was following me. And uh, she posted that she was watching a rough cut of your show. And I knew who the Property Brothers are. So I commented and I was like, oh, this is so cool. What a cool job. Yeah. And then she was like, hey, I'm glad you reached out. We need to get together. I'd love to talk to you. What's your email address? (laughs) And if she had not posted a picture of editing your rough cut, I would not have left a comment. If I had not left the comment, she would not have said email me. If If I had not emailed her, we never would have had a conversation about the show. I have no idea. Anyway, she she uh, said, ultimately, I'm really interested in your town and the way you guys renovated your house and you did it with like repurposed materials as thrifty as possible. And have you ever thought about doing a TV show? And we're like, well, absolutely not. We've never yeah. thought of that. 
So you don't want stationery. <laughs> yeah. And if you know, if she you know Lindsay, I, she probably would have because when Linda and Lindsay get together, it's pretty crafty. I mean, she does have yeah. a side of her. Yeah. Oh. I think That's ultimately I, I made stationery for her for free and sent it to her. It was a gift one year for her birthday. Yeah, for her birthday, I sent her some. So Ben, when Aaron was talking to her um, on, on social and then emailing, when did you get into the mix on that? Did, did Aaron even ask you if um, you want to do a show? <laughs> I can't remember. How did the New York trip come up? Because we were... We, we were, were already coming to New York for... I had a meeting with Martha Stewart Weddings and about stationery. And I was like, we should get together when we're there. And... Uh, well, no, it was... I was asleep the first, when, when Lindsay responded. To the post about your show. And Aaron woke me up. And, and I was said, like, I have to think of the coolest thing I've ever said. What do I say? And I went back to sleep. And that's that, that's your gem. You're 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 the witty, yeah. Uh, yeah, hilarious one. Yes. But I was I fell I went right back to sleep, and so Aaron went with, "Thank you so much. We're going to be in New York in uh, in December. We should get together." And then in the meantime, we ended up filming a sizzle. Y'all know what that is. Um, but we filmed the sizzle. And then we, uh, while we were in New York for that trip that we had talked about. And for those listening who don't know what a sizzle is, it's like a little uh, trailer for a show that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. it's your, your teaser and of your awesomeness. A, little preview. a teaser. Yeah, a teaser. And so we, when we were in New York is when Lindsay got the call that our show would be a pilot. Would be a pilot. And so that was awesome, you know, to be there and having just met her in person and yeah. Um, and so we ate a very fancy mac and cheese with lobster in it mm-hmm. in New York City, mm-hmm. and that was that's how it began with Lindsay. It, all, it was all and the mac and, and cheese with lobster. Yeah, mac and cheese, all lobster, and stationery. All good things start with uh-huh. stationery and mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. So I, I we truly believe. I think you're the most beloved hosts of HGTV, and and you guys just. What you do with your shows, and we'll get into that too, but what you do is just so opening and welcoming and inspiring for people and your design and all your craftsmanship is just surrounded in love and and that's why I think your shows are addicted. And that, that's, are why, that's why I love what you both do and who you both are because everything you do, it's not, it's not cookie cutter. Like there is like so much like handmade love in it. And I, I love everything crafty and thrifty. So like everything you put out is like, ah. I'll tell you why it's that way. It's because we're not trained in, I'm not a trained interior designer. We have designer. no idea what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. The only way I know how to design a house is to like take whatever I can from a person's personality and their history and to try to make a house personal because um, I went to art school. Like that's the art is only about making things that are personal yeah. So I don't, you know, I don't know all the rules for how far you should have from the like sink to a, an island. I don't know that stuff. But what I know is that the thing that makes a home great is when it feels ultra personal. So that's okay. the only way we know how to do it. <laughs> I'm glad it's entertaining. It's very entertaining. Let's back up. So maybe Ben, tell us a little bit about when you guys were young, growing up and how you met and, you know, what your interests were then and what moved you um, into some of the the hands-on work and everything else that you do. So um, I grew up, a lot of people assume that I learned carpentry from my parents, but um, my parents are both United Methodist ministers. And with that came, we we did a lot of things with our hands. Like we were, my mom was a seamstress also, my dad's a mechanic. And so we were working on things constantly. 
but I never actually learned carpentry until we started dating. And we started dating in college is when we met. And Aaron was at the art school. And um, there, the art school had a, a wood shop. And I'm pretty sure that I wasn't supposed to be in there, but I would go by there. And he was a history major. Yeah, I was a history student. So His classes were an hour. Mine were three hours. And he would just wander over to the art school when his classes were finished. Well, in the, the sculpture department at Ole Miss, it was a lot of guys who had, um, a lot of people who had grown up or not grown up, but had been like blue collar people and they were, you know, working on that. And then they figured out they had a, a little bit of a flair for art and creativity. And so they, they decided to pursue that. And so it was a lot of people I connected with and I wandered into the wood shop one time because Erin needed frames for her artwork. And I said, I was I trying to make them myself. And uh, I went into the shop and the guy showed me how. And so my approach to carpentry was never like, and I mean, you you and Jonathan know this, but there's a very big difference between like fine carpentry and framing carpentry. And I never did the framing side of it. So my approach was from the other end. Here in Laurel, you have a lot of guys who, a lot of people who started on the, like they were a framing carpenter and they would frame houses and then they got a little bit better and they became a finished carpenter. I approached it from the total opposite end of there not being any. You started with tiny things. Yeah, it was tiny little joints. things, tiny joints. Everything had to, had to be, be perfect. perfect. Mm-hmm. And um, but anyway, so but how we met? Um, we were at a junior college. I got waitlisted from the college I always wanted to go to in Florida. I was devastated. Went to the junior college where we live because I did not make a backup plan. <laughs> I went to high school in North Carolina and um, my dad was in graduate school. And so when he and I graduated at about the same time, high school and master's, yeah, he was finishing with a master's degree and I was finishing high school. And, um, you know, my parents were like, what are you going to do? I had absolutely no plans. Um, but I was able to come back to Mississippi and go to school and, um, everybody in my family had gone to Jones Junior College, and I said, that's easy. I'll do that, and I'll figure it out from there. But he was, like, the most popular person on campus. Everybody was Ben's friend, and he was in, like, I was the yearbook design editor, and he was on every page of the yearbook. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I had this. It was even, a very small school. It was, like, 5,000 students, <laughs> Just be honest. Be honest, though. At that point, so you see him in, in the yearbook all the time. He obviously saw you quite a bit. Who started creeping who? Because we need to understand who made the first so, moves. Um, actually, I made the first moves. So I saw Erin the first week of school. I felt like she's all that. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was like the introverted, kind of quiet art student, but I had this huge crush on Ben. But I noticed you first. It was also very Felicity, which is my favorite show ever. <laughs> but... um. Anyway, I didn't I didn't know if he noticed me. I didn't. All I knew is I had this huge crush on Ben and I wanted to just like be his friend, to just know him, but I didn't know how to I mean, he was just very popular and well, I was So, I lived with some guys who had grown up with her roommate. And so that was how I had met her. And the the day we were moved, so this freshman year of college, I see her the first week of school and we don't speak until the day that everybody's moving out of the dorms. Oh and 
Uh, I stopped at um, McDonald's to pick up lunch on the I way home. I was also eating lunch at McDonald's. She was in there um, with her roommate, and I thought, like, this is it. This is my moment. I will walk over and speak to um, her, and I'll use the roommate as the intro. And so I walked over and said, hey, Kristen, you know, how are you? And she said, do you know my roommate, Aaron? And I said, no, I'm, I'm Ben. And, uh, and so I have no idea how to not how to be cool at that moment. And the only thing I can think of to say is that I worked at a pharmacy so, in college, and a guy I worked with <sighs> kind of looked like Ben. And I had a crush on him because he looked like Ben Napier. But anyway, Ben walks up and he he's like, hey, I'm Ben. It's good to meet you. And I was like, yeah, I actually work with a guy who reminds me of you. I've she seen said he, he looks a lot like you. And I said, he must be a really good looking guy. Smart. And, she like, and what am I supposed to say? And she just like. What am I supposed to say? Ignored so, it. So I went with. Right. <laughs> and so it was like, oh. Cool. All right. I'm going to go get my burger. <laughs> nice to meet you. Well, what would you have said? Like, I couldn't say like, yeah, he is like a good looking guy because he looks like you and you smell so good. And I want to marry you and have babies. Like, you can't <laughs> say that. That's where he gets the restraining so instead, order. I went with, right. <laughs> so then, so this is just the beginning of my crash and burn. <sighs> um, oh. So the next encounter, my good friend, Joy Beth, and I, Who I also am friends with. I know Joy of course, Beth. Joy of Beth course, has your friends with everyone. Down to the middle. Okay, so my hair in college was much shorter, even. Like it's short now, but it was very, very short. Mm-hmm. I had like a, a true pixie cut. And uh, that's what made Ben notice me, I guess, is because I was like the school. only girl with short hair in yeah. our college. And it was, I was into it. Anyway, <laughs> my friend Joy Beth had hair down to like the middle of her back. And she said, I think I'm going to go get my hair cut off. Let's go to the hair salon. And I was like, okay, let's do it. I go with her. She cuts her hair off. Well, she's had hair down to her butt like her whole life. She looks completely different. We go to the student union for supper that night, and Ben is in there. And uh, I, uh, I see Aaron and Joy Beth are sitting like across the, the cafeteria. And I'm like, I'm going to go try again. So oh, I get up, I leave my table, I walk across there, and I'm talking to them and just, you know, hey, what's up? And, um, and I'm getting ready to like throw a compliment at Aaron and I'm trying to figure it out. And I said, uh, I said, you know, I really like your hairstyle. It is just, you know, and I said, you know, a lot of girls, like a lot of guys think that girls should have long hair. And I, you know, typically I don't like short hair on a girl, but it looks great on you. Enjoy that. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, that's funny that you say that because Joy Beth just cut all her hair off, but it looks great, right? So then I'm following, I'm like, oh, it's, uh, yours looks great too. It is, um, you both, you both look, you know, flashing <laughs> with short hair. I'm going to go now. And- okay, buddy. <laughs> and our next encounter was... This is the like, so I'm driving through campus and I see Aaron coming out of the yearbook, the yearbook room. And I'm in a, I'm in a, a big, loud diesel suburban and I'm pulling up. And I'm like, Oh, great. Going to try again. And as I'm rolling to a stop, Aaron is coming towards the suburban and I noticed that she's crying and I'm like, Oh shoot. What is going on here? My purse had just been stolen. And I was, I had been in the yearbook room and Aaron says, Ben, um, my purse has been stolen. And so people saw you in the yearbook room earlier. Did you see anybody? 
And I'm like, obviously don't mean, did you steal my purse? No, I I promise you, I didn't. No, what I said was, someone said you were in the student union earlier. Did you see anybody steal my purse? And I was just like. Oh, wow. So now now you're thinking that she thinks you're a criminal. Yeah, so I'm. uh, Which is 100% not what I meant. uh, So anyway, then. um, Let's finally get to the good part. The yearbook has to decide on the 10 most interesting people on campus to do a feature on. And everybody raises their hand. They're like, Ben Napier. Love that guy. Mm-hmm. We got to do a story on him. And I was like, I'll head that story up. I can uh, be there to do the interview yes. and help take pictures. <laughs> and um, he came to the yearbook room to like talk about the story. And all these girls were like, oh, Ben, what are you doing? Oh, no, I'm so good. <laughs> and um, I was like, just going to try to like edge around them to go out to the hallway to go somewhere and he's like could I get a hug please and I was so nervous oh my gosh I couldn't stand it I was so nervous and we did the one arm side hug and he said two arms please and then we had a a real hug and he smelled so good oh my gosh y'all and uh so six days later we decided we'd get married and that's oh that my went. gosh! What? what? Wait, what? That's amazing. Six yeah. days later. Yeah. Wait, yeah. You, you actually? I met her No, decided. No, no, no. 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 We so her dad's real. I met her parent. I met her mom like Thursday night. Later. That was a Tuesday. Thursday, I met her mom. Um, Saturday. Saturday, I met her dad. I went over to her parents' side and hung out Saturday night with them, and then. And I was just like, you know, my parents are gonna like be there. And he said, yeah, I'm great. My parents love me. I was like, okay. My parents hated everybody. My dad looks like Harrison Ford. He's tough. He's tough, y'all. Carries and he hated every guy I was ever even friends with. And he met Ben and instantly loved him. And that has never, ever, ever happened. My mom because, instantly loved him too. But Is it because he hugged um, him and he, he thought he smelled good too? <laughs> yeah. That was it. I, I think I picked your mom. No, it's because Ben could list all the U.S. presidents in order. Yeah, that was why. He and my dad was just like, that boy's got some sense. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, we now know the connection. How long have you been together now? Uh, so 2004. We, 2004, yeah. So almost 17 years. Oh, wow. Uh, and so married, 20, married almost 17 years? Oh, wait. Yeah, we got married in 08. Oh wait, okay. So Maybe so married thirteen, 13 years. years. Yeah. That's amazing. I I love stories like that though too, where it literally is out of a, a movie where you each like each other, but you don't say it, and then the the, the awkward so meetings cute. one after another, and then it finally yeah. works out. And and we so, had this one friend who knew that he oh. liked me and that I liked him, and yet she just never. Her husband is our landscape architect. Yes. Oh my show. gosh. Yeah. She never helped it along. She's Come a great on. secret keeper. But I wish she would have not been such a great secret. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So how, as you, now with the show and and the success of the show and everything that you guys do, you are so busy. You've done more this past year. I think I saw you post to on social. You've done more houses than you've ever done before. Plus you have um, the new show as well. And you have a new baby coming. And you work together, all these things. How do you do all of this and still keep the romance alive? I don't know. We don't know how to work without each other. We've really seriously been like together since that day in the yearbook room. We've never been apart. So, <sighs> yeah, it's, just, it's the only way we know how. And, and as far as work goes, 
there is so much that we balance each other out on um, that it, it would be impossible for us to do it any other way. Yeah. And I think romance lives in little things, mm-hmm. really yeah. little things. Like I try to never forget to make his coffee before I go to bed, like set up the coffee maker and pick a mug. And I try to think about like, what mug will he think is funny tomorrow? Cause all oh. of our mugs are not matching or pretty or anything. And he always writes me a letter in the morning that's on the nightstand. He wakes up before me and I don't know. Erin doesn't drink coffee. She drinks soda. And so there's either a Coke or a Mellow Yellow yeah. with a note every morning. <clears throat> it's, it's those little things that, I mean, the, the big shows of affection are fun too. But in the last yeah. year, like we're talking about, like we've not been yeah, able to. Been time for that sort mm-hmm. of thing. To pull that stuff off. Yeah. Um, and then as far as like keeping everything going with work and everything is, and y'all know this, it's, all about the support system around us. Like we have so many people who work so hard to make sure that things keep working yeah. and we get to, we get to kind of be editors of it or, or the boss um, over it all. So it's, we wouldn't be able to do it. And then as far as like Helen, we have an incredible nanny. Um, she was my babysitter when I was little. Nanny oh, is such gosh. like a Hollywood word. People don't have nannies here. That's silly. She, you know, she, <laughs> she watches Helen. <laughs> what, yeah. what, you know, you typically said no one. Yeah. There are no nannies in Laurel, Mississippi, but um, she's our Mimi. And so how, how did, um, when, when Helen came along, I mean, how did that change your lives? Because you were all, how old, how old is Helen now? Three and a half. Yeah. She's three and a half. Yeah. So you were already into sort of the, the cycle and the grind of the shows and everything. Um, but I mean, to me, oh, it changes outside, everything. and everybody says this, um, but it changes your priorities. It changes your, it, it literally changes everything you do, every decision you make. It makes it very easy to say no though. Yeah. It also makes it easy feel, to say no. Yeah. I don't ever feel guilty about like, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of demand and requests for how much can we do? How much can we handle? What all can you pile on your plate? And we're very good at saying no because Helen is more important. Mm-hmm. And it makes it very easy to, yeah, like if we say yes to this, we're saying no to time with mm-hmm. her. She's mm-hmm. only going to be little for a little a little while. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. (laughs) Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. Both are so good at giving back to the community. You've said before it takes a village to do everything you do, and, and we see this as well with, with anything that we do on the shows and outside. Can you talk about the power of community and how you've constantly weaved that into your personal lives as well? In Laurel, it's really easy because it is just ingrained in people to, you know, to take care of one another. Um, totally is. It's... Uh, we did an interview recently where somebody asked us about this and it's the most expensive, biggest house in Laurel is half a block from, um, a really low income rental. And, and those people, and they all live right around the high school. And so everybody kind of takes care of everybody and 
um, we're kind of, it's a little easier here than probably in like an LA or a Vegas. I don't know. It's the only way our community functions is by taking care of each other. And we deal with a lot of natural disasters here, which mm-hmm. make us very good and practiced at taking care of each other as a community. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate, but it also mm-hmm. is yeah, kind of amazing. Uh, so many hurricanes and tornadoes. I mean, it's every couple months there's something. Uh, well, I mean, it's so in this part of the country, you have a tornado somewhere near you at least once a year. We're cutting a lot of limbs off each other's roofs. That's I don't know if that even answers Linda's question. Yeah. No, it, it totally does. Um, those are such great examples. Have you ever wanted to live in a in a big city or have you ever oh, lived yeah. in a big city? Oh, yeah. High school, I couldn't wait to get out of here. This place is lame. There's nothing to do here. <laughs> I'm going to major in art and I'm going to, you know, and we had, when we were finishing up at Ole Miss, we were thinking that we would end up. Birmingham in, felt like a real yeah, option. Birmingham or, or a Nashville or Memphis, mm-hmm. like those were all towns that we were thinking. And I mean, we both love New York, um, but we both got job offers here, and it felt right at the time. You know, when I was in college, I did a little traveling, and I started to realize every place on earth has problems. Mm-hmm. It's not a perfect place, like you know. For how cool New York is and the cultural experiences there, that mean I could even afford to live there and like feed myself. Like every place has a problem, so you might as well appreciate the place you're from and do whatever you can to make it better if you want it to be a better place. So, do you do you feel that that connection you have to your community and how it's almost like you're all one big family? Do you think that's a reason why your shows are so popular, even with people from the big cities? We were in New York. We were walking on Fifth Avenue, and <laughs> it was, you know, the holidays. And, I mean, y'all know it. I mean, it was a, a sea of people. You've told the story a hundred times I know, now. but it's, it's my favorite one. because it's, it's like very the, favorite It's the one. coolest moment of my life. Okay, so we're... That's not, pretty big. Not the coolest, but, like, <laughs> where I felt very cool. Okay. Okay, so, you know, I'm standing here. We're about to cross some street, I'm watching the signs and it changes and we start walking and there's a sea of people coming towards us and, you know, you're not paying attention to anybody's face. And this guy hit me on, like he stuck out his arm and made an effort to hit me. And it startled me and I turned like, you know, what is going on here? And he, uh, he was wearing a flat bill, New York Yankees hat, dark rim glasses, he had tattoos and he said, Hometown. I love your show, man. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. Uh, That is so cool. And Lindsay said that everybody is from somewhere and they have fond memories attached to that place. And they they want it to be this idyllic place in their mind and that hometown allows them to see that. And honestly, we, we saw our fan base just absolutely explode in 2020 and it's 100% because of COVID because people were at home they were watching a lot of reruns but um, it gave them something lovely to Mm -hmm. fixate on instead of hometown is completely about you know how nothing is beyond restoration nothing is beyond rebirth nothing is beyond repair but the thing that we noticed that really changed last year was we were getting so many emails from people who were 
alone in the hospital because they were having whatever surgery. They had cancer. They had... And because of COVID, they had to be like, no one could be there with them. They were alone. Mm. And they thanked us for staying with them through it, mm. for being in the hospital with them. I and mean, I bet you got a ton of emails like that too, because HGTV didn't have a whole lot of new content to be airing. I mean, Celebrity IOU, I think you guys had some new episodes in 2020. Like but there were not show. there were not a lot of new shows yeah. airing, so there was a lot of reruns, and people were thanking us for staying with them when they were alone. Mm. And I, it made me cry. Like some of these emails we got, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I don't even know if we answered the question there. No, no, honestly, I think it's really great. It just shows that um, that you're you're there, you're a part of people's hearts, and you help them through some of these tough times as well. And then, I mean, one thing we do want to talk about though is how you take that to a whole other level with hometown takeover. Yeah, what, yeah. Where did that come from? That was um, that was supposed to happen before season five. Before so we were supposed to five. wrap, then do takeover, then do, do season, season five. five, and it wasn't going to be so hard. It was going to be spread out across a year. Anyway, we did takeover season five and Ben's workshop, his new Discovery Plus show, all at the same time. And it was while I was pregnant during, during the pandemic, pandemic. and. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was something special. But I really feel silly like saying this to you because I know y'all make like this insane amount of content in a year. But it is it was way outside of our normal work. Anything like that? Like so when you hear like okay, so when HGTV was first talking about this, they said you know we're gonna we're gonna renovate an entire town, and when you hear that, it's like you know that's impossible. Because it is. And the way that we did it, though, was we picked, whereas, so when you watch Hometown, it's people are coming to Laurel or they already live here and they're looking for a, a new house, their family's growing or their family's shrinking, and we help them find a house. Mm -hmm. With TakeOver, we went and sought out the people who are already doing good things there. Mm -hmm. And we went to them and were like, how can we make your life easier? Um, you know, the only thing we know how to do is work with small business, work with municipalities and, um, mm -hmm. and renovate houses. Yeah. So we found like the 12 nerve centers that we thought would make the biggest impact once mm. we left because we knew we wouldn't be there forever. And it's important to teach a man to fish versus give a man a fish, mm -hmm. so to speak. So by helping the people who were doing so much volunteerism and who were already so invested in Wetumpka, we mm. felt like that would be the best way to have a meaningful impact. I'm glad we were able to do it in a year that really needed. Yes, exactly. It's such a beautiful, optimistic show. And I, I love that you always highlight the people and the history and the, the community aspect. Um, it, it just goes way beyond physical design and just aesthetics. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that resonates with everyone. Um, you know, this month we're talking all about renewal and that that's exactly what you've given them. Just this like rejuvenation mm -hmm. of like what they've already had. You're not going in there to change them. You know, you're just like. Yeah. It's sort yeah. of reviving yeah. and, re and it's helping them refresh and it's empowering them. And I, I really hope, I hope everybody watches the show because I think it will give people the opportunity to sort of carbon copy what you've done in their towns and help yeah. people inspire and support each other in their towns. Of like the 10 points of how, how you revitalize um, a community, how can we infuse some of small town, some small town feel where we live in a big city? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just about being neighborly. Like 
and being involved and I think that in today's world we've gotten so like the the media has it is it has gotten so very like us and them Mm -hmm. no matter what us means or what them means um whether it's political or we've stopped seeing each other on a micro level yeah this was something that aaron said in an interview recently like like it is very like very much one-on-one knowing each other on a more personal level than a label you know what it's funny so we're from canada uh and when i first came down what When I first came down here, uh, you know, because I'm from a smaller town too, but everybody sort of waves and says hi and everything like that. And when I was first down here um, and sort of walking around on the street, I would, like would wave and say hi. You say hi to everyone yeah. and every moving thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, sometimes people wouldn't look up or people would give us like the startled look like, why is this person talking to me? And then somebody actually is like, are you, are you Canadian? And I'm like, yes. And I'm like, oh, that's why you're waving and saying hi. But I would feel yes, bad sometimes. The north. That's yeah. what we all say. Canadians are the Southerners of the North. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's so true. Yeah, I'd feel bad sometimes because I'm like, oh my gosh, do they not like us? But then like you realize like they're just human. They're on a walk. They maybe didn't see us. They have AirPods in, whatever. Like yeah. and so then next, so we'll my catch you problem next time. is when we're in New York, uh, we I'm obsessed with the subway system. It is such a fascinating thing to me. Very efficient. And I Big fans. I want to talk to people on the subway. <laughs> he loves to force people on the subway to talk to him. And I'm like, baby, they do not want to talk but to you. But sometimes they do want to talk to me. And here's the thing about it. So one time <laughs> we were talking. <laughs> you just think they do. To the, I, I, I made this guy talk to me. He had a trombone with him. I was like, oh, ah, cool. you play trombone? <laughs> he was like, <laughs> anyway, it was hilarious. No, just anyway, around. <laughs> he was from Tennessee. And he was very excited. And when he heard our accent. accent it made him so happy. He was in school there. He was studying at Juilliard. And it made him really happy. And then there was this girl sitting like down the train who overheard our conversation. And she was a poet. From like Georgia or something. And she was fascinated that we had just like had this connection on the train and we didn't know each other. And so we all ended up talking and it was great. It's amazing. I love it. That's I mean, so t- magical. I love that. Typically, stuff. you would think that a six foot six, big, burly man trying to talk to you on the train could be an intimidating thing, but there it's you true. go. You're changing stereotypes. Well, he Santa Clauses everybody. Everybody yeah. he meets, he Santa Clauses them. I love That's that. That's his drink. He wants to be Santa one day. You, you can still do, do it. Well, okay, we we have to. We always wrap things up with a fun speed round. If you're ready, I'm bad at answering questions quickly. We'll see. It's all right. What meal makes you feel at home and who cooked it? Spaghetti and meatballs. Spaghetti and meatballs. She cooked them. Nice. Her grandmother cooked them mm. for her. And now I'm the meatball maker. <laughs> meatball <laughs> that mama. That can mean a lot of things. Uh, what smell reminds you of home? Sweet olives. Oh, wow. um, Maybe y'all don't have those there, but it's like a shrub and it smells really specifically like laurel. They're everywhere all over laurel. Uh, for me, it's... Um, Simply White is a perfume that Erin wore when we started dating, and she only brings it out for like special occasions now because it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that's sweet. Thanks. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> What's your perfect Sunday morning at home? Sunday morning at home is uh, donuts for the girls. And Aaron doesn't eat them, he gets them for us, though. Um, donuts for the girls and 
Um, then we walk to church and then we have lunch with my cousin and Mallory from the show. Yeah. And then we have lunch with them and that's Sunday morning. Yeah. Every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Name three things on your bedside table. Books and books and books and books. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of books. A bottle of this water and earplugs on mine. Um, on my bedside table right now there's books. Like a thousand pocket knives. Uh, I have a lot of pocket knives. Um, and Business cards. He has millions of business cards. Yeah, I have so many business he cards. He keeps them. Who keeps okay. them? I, I even scan them into my phone and then I keep them. It's a problem. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was going to send you an app. I have an app that inputs it all into my, uh, my contact list. Uh, what's your most memorable renovation or design that you've ever done? His little brother. Yeah, that one. We just did that one. Um, that one was fun. I mean, Big Fish is... That's a big deal. It's pretty big. Yeah, I think they're tied. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Favorite Southern saying? Favorite Southern saying? Um, <laughs> y'all come back is not a... I mean, it's not really a Southern saying, but I guess it is. Yeah, when someone leaves, if they come over to your house and they're leaving, say, y'all come back. Y'all so come they'll back. come back and visit again. Um, I don't know. My favorite Southern saying, this is hard. There's a lot of them. Yeah, there are so many. Um, God willing in the creek don't rise, but that's maybe a, that's not that's Southern. That's a classic. Is that everyone? Um, Wait, what was that? What, what did you say? Uh, will you be able to uh, come to the... Are y'all coming to Grandmama's for Family Easter reunion. Sunday? Okay. God willing in the creek don't rise. We'll be there. Thank you so much for joining us. And, and y'all come back. Y'all come back. <laughs> y'all come back. We will. Thank y'all so much. This was for awesome. Listening. It was good to yeah. see y'all. Well, if you don't love Ben and Aaron enough, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, you can check them out on Discovery Plus if you want to binge watch like we do all of their shows. Uh, hometown, Hometown Takeover. Uh, and also hit them up on social media. They post the most adorable pictures of their kids. And I just love their love. And I love you. And I love you. And so are we going to move to um, their hometown? We've been invited to come for a little visit. So maybe we'll just kind of bring our bags and then we'll just stay forever. <sighs> You're just saying that. <laughs> but I really want to. Thanks again for joining us, everybody. And a huge thank you to our homies, Brandon Angelino, Annalie Bell, Hannah Fan, Courtney Iwanis, Wes Friend, Chris Cobain, Jessica Bryant-Harvey, and Nicole Schachter. Our theme music for At Home is by Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson. And music is composed and produced by Rick Russo. Thank you so much for listening. And if you do enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and rate us. Always rate us. We love you rating and commenting. Yeah, we actually like your feedback. And to you, thank you. Thank you, love you. Love you. Dun, 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 dun. ADT <laughs> now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT is awesome and believes that the smarter the home, the safer the security. I can't wait to see what they do next. They're going to put Google Nest doorbells on the moon. <laughs> dun, dun. Actually, I'd like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with our Google Nest doorbell. I do love how when we're out at dinner, we can see exactly what's going on at the front door. And we can control our ADT smart devices like... 
lights, locks, the security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. Mm-hmm. All you have to say is, hey, Google, to get started. Well, I think it's great for people to help protect what matters most with all of this. Plus, 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Hey, Google.